Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Hi, this is David Yaz at the Boston Podcast Network, hoping you are staying safe and healthy during this period of precaution over the coronavirus. It's difficult to connect with your clients and contacts in a period such as this, but here we continue to produce podcasts that allow you to connect with the people that you want to reach. You've got a rapt audience like never before. People are home, they're listening, and they're waiting to hear from you. We can create a professional podcast with a quick turnaround and do the whole thing remotely so you don't have to leave your home. Get in touch with us at pod617.com. The Cannamom Show with Joyce and Amy, the podcast where we are telling the inspiring stories of the real women in the emerging cannabis industry. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. I'm a former family law attorney and mother of two, and I've been speaking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, along with my Canna sister, realtor, cancer survivor, and mom, Amy Searles. Hey, hey. We're on a mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. Today's episode is very, very special because we are the Canna Moms, but I have a mom and she's <laughs> in the studio with us today. Wow. We did not expect this. We had another guest lined up, but my mom being the trooper she is, walked herself up those 20 stairs <laughs> and came into the studio and here she is a little uncomfortable with the topic of cannabis, but she is willing to talk about anything my mother. So let's go. Mom, thanks for joining us today. You grew up obviously in an era where this product, the substance, was considered so dangerous you had to go to jail or mm-hmm. you yeah. uh, you kill brain cells. Really, that's what I thought growing up. Me too. Well, they put in the same category as things that were dangerous. Right. Correct. I mean, you're not talking about cocaine. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about things that... Well, so what, what was it like this basically? So, you know, you I know Stephen was growing pot on our porch at some point, but what did you... What did, Pardon me? Do you remember Stephen was growing marijuana <laughs> Mar- plants? Marijuana. I, I, well, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember when... St- when Stephen was growing it on top of the, the roof. And you didn't know what it was? And someone, <laughs> I, and someone, and and someone no, pointed it out? And a cousin pointed it out at a barbecue. What, <laughs> what, what, a, what is Yeah, what is that? And this is growing. Do, do you know what's growing on top of that? He had some plants on Amy's roof, right? On the roof on, of the, the On the roof outside the bedroom. Yeah. That's fantastic. And we were doing a, had a family barbecue. Yep. And a, a, a cousin... <laughs> Said what? What is that up there? And I said, "Oh, it looks like a dead plant." Aww. and and she said, "I don't think it's a dead plant." No. So did you actually? What did you do to Stephen? What did you? It's <laughs> just a pesky. Nothing. Weed. I I wasn't going to beat you or something. <laughs> no, right? So what did you? Th- I mean, okay. So you didn't. What did you I think? Asked, what did you think marijuana did to you? What did you understand it to be? I thought that there was something. Well, that it might harm. I said that you kind of put in the same category as maybe cocaine or something, which is very, very harmful. Which it, and which oh, is, and heroin and, and heroin, meth, all that. Yeah, it but it's in that category. But it's not because it's on a. It was on a Controlled Substance Act after right. Nixon, so that was intentional. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, the only thing that I did as a child is I, I smoked 
ordinary cigarettes, which probably were worse for me. And everybody mm. smoked, though. That right. was socially acceptable. It became socially acceptable when I was as an adult, yeah. yeah. Well, just it, it's, it was part of our culture, and it took a long time to shift that idea that smoking was okay. I mean, I remember, well, you remember was, going to clubs, and you know, it was everywhere. And now the mm-hmm. idea that you could smoke in an office is uh, yeah. it's an anom- you know, it's unheard of, really. Unheard of. But it was, just part, it was just part of how life was. Yeah. You just smoked. Everyone smoked, right? Yeah, well, it became socially acceptable because it was in the movies, and it made you feel that you were kind of sophisticated mm-hmm. if you were smoking. Mm. That's the way I sort of felt it. Or something to do when you're working in an office and you wanted five minutes to have to kind of think for yourself. Have a break. Have a break. And you can't just sit there and say, you know, like (laughs) with your hands out and say, okay, for the next five minutes, I'm going to just sit here. And meditate. But if you, but if you had. Now they they probably let you do that, but but not anymore. If you had a cup of coffee. Yeah. And a cigarette. cigarette, Yep. That's what you, oh, she's taking a break. Cannabis and coffee. There, there was a, a name. There was a name for it. Yeah. She's taking a break. Oh, okay. The the, the cigarette break. Yeah. Well, the, you know, she's taking a break. Yeah. And but and it was okay. And it was okay. And it was encouraged. I mean, people wanted to do it. Why not take a five minute coffee break? Yeah. Or even when you're on a date or something, and you're not. Break. There's nothing to do, right. and you're you're not talking that much. Well, you can take a cigarette and light it. Now we look at our phones. Now you look at your phones, right? <laughs> Okay. Sitting next to each other, just looking down. <laughs> I have nothing I, to say to you. I guess. <laughs> all right. So take away the phone, and yeah, find out how many how many things, uh, ideas, or whatever uh, times when you need that cigarette. Are men smoking pipes? Mm. I remember, like, um. So Paul over in Dad's office, he used to smoke a cigar. Is that his name, Paul? Uh, was that his name, Paul? Right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just remember that as a little kid. I was a little kid. I was like probably six or seven, and everyone just kind of smelled like cigar smoke. It's disgusting. <laughs> my yeah. grandfather smoked a cigar. And it, was my, like, it was a yeah, man thing. My, my father, yeah, but yeah. pipes. Yeah, uh, Papa smoked a pipe, oh, I, yeah? and it was like this wonderful smell. Now you, oh, yeah. you know, you feel sick over. It. But the time a pipe smell said, and also it was <laughs> as Daddy used to say, it was a way of kind of th- thinking. Mm-hmm. And thinking, people thinking that you're you're bright <laughs> because you have a pipe in one hand, yes, and you're just sitting there thinking. Of course, you're thinking. You're not doing anything right. else, right? It's like, well, I but mean, I, you must be smart. You must be from MIT or Harvard if you're because you, if you have, have, the, if you have the, the, the the where we're all out to smoke a pipe, thoughts. deep thought, which is sort of what you know, cannabis smoking is. Absolutely, it's just it's not acceptable. It's not socially acceptable the same way. Yeah. Exactly. So in order to get cannabis out, you have to have something socially acceptable to do. Which is what, you know, so we talk about this. So, you know, I know you're not part of this world yet, Mom, but I'm not part of the world. I did okay. give you some CBD um, lotions and you, you were did. using those. And how did you feel about those? Uh, as long as it was, it was topical. I okay, thought. Just topical. Yeah. yeah. You haven't yeah. tried the tinctures yet? I, I'm still kind of afraid, okay. I guess. What do you think mm. is going to happen? I don't know that I can. I won't have control. Yeah, that's a control issue. You do have control it's, it's, issues. It's a control issue. <laughs> so I, just, I will assure you that you have total control. You have total control. There's, There's nothing psychoactive about it. You'll actually zero. Just, the, the, it's like a vitamin. It's like a vitamin. That's it. It is a vitamin. And what it should do with you specifically is mm-hmm. that if you are having inflammation, which is exactly. what's causing your pain. Exactly. Um, so let's start at the beginning. So all humans <laughs> have mm-hmm. an endocannabinoid system. This is something that was discovered by an Israeli. Um, in the 80s, of course, it's always the Jews. <laughs> so once we understood that we, our bodies actually um, have an endocannabinoid system, my smart nurse friends describe it as an umbrella with spokes. It's like it just sort of descends throughout your body. And within our body, we have um, receptors that are built to connect with the cannabinoids, which are what you get with cannabis. We have internally, we create our own cannabinoids, yet many of us, we believe, are have a deficiency. There's no test for it yet, but that's sort of the theory of why cannabis works differently with different people. And once you start consuming it or using THC or CBD, those receptors which have been dormant because we live in an anomaly of history. We have 10,000 years of cannabis history. It's been 100 years of um, prohibition, really, which has probably done something to our systems. We're still trying to figure this out. I've heard smart, much smarter people than me talk about how because our systems are dormant, and now we're reintroducing it, that that is why some of these um, cancers and epilepsies and seizures are seem to be dissipating with the cannabis because it should be in our systems to begin with. And it's not so much that they're curing it, it's just that we've been dormant. So the idea that this is a, 
a product that actually works with our bodies, I, I think it should make people feel better about it because it is very different than alcohol. I mean, alcohol is, is literally a poison. Yep. We've been not built to take alcohol. And if you consider this argument backwards, what if prohibition, we had continued to prohibit alcohol, maintain cannabis as a legal substance, mm-hmm. and now we're in an era where we say we want to bring alcohol back into society. And we talked about all the horrible, terrible things that alcohol does. Who would, who would allow it? Right. <laughs> Except yeah, that people yeah. like it. Humans love alcohol. And yes. the idea that alcohol, we, we talk about uh, cannabis and having stores or something, it's horrible. We actually built stores and you pay for to have alcohol. Packies. And that's all they, <laughs> and that's all they do. I and mean, you can, and you can bring children in, you can bring grandparents, you can bring right. pets, you can have a party, you have, you know, people serve alcohol while you're walking around. I mean, that's just not, or in some homes, they, the kids were taught how to make a cocktail. Yeah, I mean, I right. have I have mixed feelings about alcohol and ET. I think I think that people should it should be normalized. It's just, it's if it's part of human culture, it should be normalized and not something that people are told you have to be afraid of until you're 21, and then when you're 21, well, you can dive in and have it yeah. all you want, which is just ridiculous. It's a, a it's a recipe for disaster, really. Right. Well, I mean, probably you know I have mixed feelings. If you tell people it's like kids, you've had kids, you had four kids, you know how they are. <laughs> yeah. if you tell a kid not to do something, of course they're going to want to do it. I, we talk about this all the time. How cannabis is so normalized in our lives that our kids think it's they don't want to talk about it. He is oh my god, Amy's Brendan is so sick of it. I told him <laughs> I was going to a grow facility. Mom, stop! I'm like, you know, does it bother you when I talk about cannabis? I just want to normalize it with you because I didn't have that. And he's like, oh, stop talking. But it's I mean, not something. Really but it's not something like you know. <laughs> when I was twelve or thirteen, we were talking about how do you. You know, how do you get it? Where do you get it? That we talked yeah. about trying to find it. Like all the things it. I didn't know that you kids were doing. Well, Stephen, just so you know, Stephen introduced me to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this idea that it wasn't transparent—we didn't know what Old it was. Brother. I didn't know what it did. I was very afraid of it. I just—I—I I, I was afraid of the Grateful Dead. Like I had no idea what pot did. But you know, we're curious because no one talked about it. But if we're talking about it endlessly, if there's transparency, it kind of makes it boring. And also, every generation needs their own thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And at that time, it was, it was marijuana. Yeah. So Because you couldn't do alcohol and you couldn't do cigarettes. That was already taken away from you. But, it was, you know, we didn't know where you're getting it. Like, so that, that the other thing about the, you know, legal illegal market is that you know what you have. Like, you know, back in the day, you got a baggie from somebody that was wrapped up and God it knows what was in it. <laughs> dirt weed. <laughs> you know, you get a bag of dirt. Five books. But now it's all, I mean, you'll see we're taking my mom to a cultivation center uh-huh. this afternoon so she can see what this, <laughs> this is. And uh, you can see what it looks like. You know, I, this is really what changed my mind. I mean, I'm Rick, excited. Rick and I went to Denver and we saw the cultivation center out there and I realized it was a business. I'd never thought of it as a business. I mean, you, you think in business terms. This is, you know, when you see what they understand about the, the light use and the water use and um, it is a very, very, very expensive business to be in. It's a difficult business to be in. It's You can't deduct normal business expenses. You have very high overhead, a lot of taxes, a lot of um, local issues. I don't call it, there's some extortion from the towns because they really, everybody's trying to get a piece of this. So the people mm-hmm. who are in this for business um, who are not self-financed are having a really hard time. This is a really, anyways, but it is a very hard, it's a hardcore business. It'll be something interesting for you to see since you have been in the business world. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for you. <laughs> what are your friends? Do you, do you have any of your friends at, uh, in your Newbridge I've, assisted I've, living? I've mentioned. <laughs> yeah. I, I say, well, what's your daughter? I said, well, she's a lawyer by profession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but she's in the cannabis. <laughs> and so what do they say? Great. I mean, there must be people who are using it some, medically. Some are sort of say, oh, well, yeah. And mm-hmm. others say, oh. <laughs> Right? Are you embarrassed? They, they say, <laughs> Have you gotten over your shame? No, not no, no, now. No, I'm no. I, I, I felt well, I have mixed feelings. I know. <laughs> I'm, I don't like putting anything in your body that I don't know, you know, exactly what it's going to do. But and, you've taught me. You, you've showed me. So, and again, like, because it's so regulated, when you go to these dispensaries, you'll see the printout. I mean, it's actually too much information. I think it's hard for people to I, I understand agree. what's going on. But yeah, right. percentages, where it was grown, how when it was tested, you know, uh, how long it's good for, uh, how much CBD, how much THC, how much CBDA, how much THCA, all the different components that people don't even necessarily know about. More than most medications. Yeah. I mean, who looks at this? Yeah. You know? And, you know, and it, it yeah. does have a hundred warnings on it, you know, right. and, and everything is so childproof that you can't open it anyways. Totally. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, I would think that would be an issue for um, seniors. After, well, the pre-rolls, I'm sorry, at Mayflower, 
you cannot open them. You need a tool to take off the thing, the cap. Yeah, you can't. the The tape is underneath the main wrapper, so you can't actually get your product label. out. You cannot get it out. So, it's, so, so you can be like elderly. You can't see there's well. No way. Your arthritis hurts, and you can't get your product out. I do it. Yeah. If I tell you how I do it, if I don't have you know a scissor, I, I actually <laughs> I actually bite it with my teeth. All right, that's bad to open it. So, there's actually another thing. You know, because of the the regulations are so stiff, are so tight. You know, the packaging is a huge ordeal. And I would imagine, for like, with regular medications, do you have issues just getting your own yeah, bottles ac- open? Actually, I have the pharmacy. They deliver it to me. Uh, my my eye drops and things mm-hmm. that uh, they have to open all the bottles mm-hmm. before they, they bring it to me. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, because I can't my open mom them. My mom Because I take, I have two kinds of eye drops I yeah. have to put in every day. Mm-hmm. And I can't open it to begin with. Okay. So I've had to call the pharmacy and send, they'll send someone down to open it for me. So now, before they send it, when it's due to get next, uh, they open it. That's a great idea. I'm going to ask the dispensary today. I'm going to ask if they, I mean, that must be an issue because, you know. Because you're not allowed to open, they're not allowed to walk yeah, out of the dispensary without it in a sealed bag. Right. Well, actually, no. Uh, at Comcare, they just gave it to me, Look. loose, which was great. Oh, in, a, in, the, safe, in the container? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, so that was good. They, but they didn't seal it in. No, they didn't. Did they cl- seal it in? No, Rev bag? Clinic, they didn't seal it oh, in. Oh, it was Rev. That was it. Yeah, yeah. He asked right. Me. And I told him no because I can't open them. <laughs> that was it. Right. I got bags at Comcare. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> anyway, so that I, I would imagine I'm going to ask at the dispensary today. That must be an issue because, it you know, if you go be. into the dispensaries, the woman we interviewed last week, Ellen Rosenfeld from Comcan, had talked about, you know, the range of people who come into it, you know, young people, old people. Sick people, healthy, you know, just a sort everyone. of range of people, everyone from their communities in there. But if you're an elderly person or if you're a person with arthritis or mm-hmm. any kind of issues, yeah. that must be a big deal. I wonder what they're doing for those people. We'll have to ask. Yeah, find that's out. a great question. Yeah. You know, and I just met that young lawyer oh, yeah. who was working with uh, cannabis law. I'm going to ask her. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, like, cannabis law, that's something. Well, that, that's how it started. So yeah, this, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I would go into law. Her ears <laughs> perked up. <laughs> so I learned, I, I, mean, I learned the regs. When I started doing this, I learned the regs because I knew that every law firm in Boston was starting a cannabis division. And as I learned the regs and started, you know, you never get to be part of something new, which is kind of interesting. So everyone was learning this together and everyone was interpreting it together. And no one had been sued yet. So it was sort of individual <laughs> interpretations. I think the lawyers are, one, are starting to sue on the law, but, um, you know, that's how I started. And I started meeting lawyers and, you know, I got into media by mistake, but this is more fun. You <laughs> oh my God, less, less pressure. Well, it's also I, I, I more enjoyable. Yeah, I just, it's, a, it's, it's enjoyable. a young person's game. I think I, I, I can't work 80 hours a week. That's just not my thing anymore. <laughs> I, I could not agree more. I'm gonna, I want Andrew to get into this. Our nephew. You want, Aunt, Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want my, my little grandson <laughs> to get into it. He likes cannabis and he likes law. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, that is perfect. Oh, yeah. No, I've been talking to him about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to actually, uh, any, of the law, any of the law firms I'm talking to, I'm seeing if they have positions this summer. Oh, or they're for looking interns. For, yeah. That's great. Yeah, so yeah. smart. He's a, we just sit on the beach and talk law. Oh, Joyce, <laughs> you, smart you, kids. You were trying to get him into a law firm too. No, 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 no. I mean, he, so he wants to go. He, he wants he, to go to law school, but he was—he's looking for an, an internship for the summer. Yeah. So, Dave, if you know anybody lawyers who want a smart intern, <laughs> uh, we would be happy to meet with anyone here. Okay. Pod, anyone you recommend here at pod six one seven dot com. At pod six, that's where we are talking on. That's right. With my mom. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I know. We were yeah. a little reluctant to come in today. Pardon you were a little reluctant. You weren't sure you wanted to be on air, but you're doing very well. I, wa- I wasn't planning to be on air. <laughs> I think you're natural. We could have like a whole segment of like Grandma Debbie's <laughs> cannabis. <laughs> you could have like a fan club. We could start like a, we could start a Facebook page. Uh, let's start going overboard. It'll go viral. People go viral. It's like that guy who does the, um, he does the movie reviews. Have you seen these? Mm-mm. He always calls his mother. And they do Skype, and she just says ridiculous things. Oh God! <laughs> oh yes, I, I know. Those? Yes, <laughs> that could be you. Oh, you don't say ridiculous things. You say not smart at all. things. Yes, <laughs> I hope I'm not completely ridiculous. You're not ridiculous at all. But I but, do. I do listen. I, I try to listen to my children. No, you do. And and I, I understand. And we talk about this all the time. It's very hard to change people's minds. You know, we grew up in a. It, it was very clear that this was so dangerous. You know, there are headlines, and it was going to kill brain cells and. Clearly, oh, you know, the social justice issues where so many people have been locked up for cannabis-related crimes. Right, yeah. where, and are still. And are still being still. locked up, which are impacting the future of, for their future. They can't even move on with their 
they can't move on once you have that conviction. Right. And this is a big part of this industry is trying to um, expunge those convictions because those are the people who should probably be working in this industry because they're the people who've suffered the most and could benefit the most. That's right. Well, just like we had that woman on who's now oh, the felon. The yeah, felon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was in jail for six years. And then when she got out, she couldn't find a job. Because she had a felony conviction. Of course. And then in Oregon, the cannabis community sort of welcomed her. They gave her a chance. Yeah, they gave her a chance. And now she is a finalist in being like the national best buntender. In the country. In, in the country. Yeah. And she's a great advocate. And she's, and she's, really, a, yeah. she's a great voice. And she's a young woman. And she's got a child. Her life, and, is, her life has changed for yeah. the better. Mm-hmm. Which how, is nice. How are you such sup- a success story. Exactly. How are you supposed to move on? Like, you know, anyone who's made mistakes when they're young and of course, gotten make- caught up in things. And then, you know, it's a, it's a spiral. And bad laws. Bad, bad, bad laws, laws based on bad policy. That is right. Yeah, we, so need, we need good lawyers to change them. That's lawyers. right, Joyce. And district attorneys. We, need, actually, <laughs> we know what we really need. We need strong. Dave would agree with me. We need strong district attorneys who are, you know, they have a great deal of power in this country. I'm not sure people really understand how much power they have. Your, your aunt, my aunt Marge was never a district attorney, no. probably in part because she never finished up at BU Law School. But, oh, but I, I sorry, Marge. <laughs> no, no. She was outing you. She was in politics. I would cut that out. She was. She was. She was a state rep. You bet. She could have been lieutenant governor. But I do agree about the DAs, and most people don't know about the DAs. Like, do you even can you name the DA of uh, Suffolk County right now? Boston. Rollins. Oh yeah. Okay. You're talking well, to Joyce. She knows Well, I know everything. Joyce was going to know. These are my friends. This is buddies with Elizabeth Warren. That's right. Did you like her on SNL, Joyce? Did you see oh, your buddy Elizabeth? Yes. Yeah, she was great. I she finally great. got my button Bailey for first dog, and she dropped out. Oh, wow, wow. I know. What are we going to do when if Joe Biden Joe becomes Biden president fine. and fine. he hates? No, weed. he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's afraid of it. Well, it, he's afraid because he has. He's old. You know, his children. No, but he has children who are involved in drugs. Yeah, but again, drugs and cannabis are not separate. Okay, this is the medicine. thing that makes me crazy. So I still go it's to not. meetings now where you know people of power or people with respect in my community, police, usually in the police area or some law other law enforcement areas will come in and talk about drugs but they will use heroin opiates and cannabis yeah. all in the same sentence and they should not be used in yeah the same I, sentence. I agree with you yeah but, but again that's, that's, how, that's, that's how, the reason but that's how you change like and I, and I often go to meetings you know because people coming into communities um where they want to set up a cannabis shop or dispensary and it's usually older people because those are people who come to these meetings and they really don't know anything about this and they to have don't. a person of authority continue to say those words is very harmful yeah no he has to it has to be changed yeah and yeah. again and yeah. then i do think you know he's obviously he's like 78 how old is he biden i don't know but he'll he will surround himself with young people i mean this is an issue that's not going to go away and again no. america we're good at making money so this is something we can make a lot of money on. Joe, Joe Biden is 77 years of age. 77 years okay. of age. Um, and then, you know, and I've been reading a lot more like, so this is the thing that I talk about in politics. Cannabis hemp is kind of like the Venn diagram, even in Kentucky. Mitch McConnell, huge hemp farms out there because he knows it's good for his constituents. We are growing this. You know, since the farm bill, we're growing this. Farmers love it, except we don't have the infrastructure in our country, really in the world yet. But it should be in America mm-hmm. to build the products that we know we can build using these hemp products. Right. And this is a big, in, this is a big, uh, this is an opportunity for our country. It's a big opportunity for someone who like Joe Biden, you know, the next president is going to have to set up some kind of cannabis czar or something right. that gets this equalized across the states and it makes sure that we can have interstate commerce and that we can use this product to build our economy and to, you know, clean the earth. That's right. You know, I nominate you for Me. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, I really was on Elizabeth's team, but if you're looking for somebody. I mean, seriously. <laughs> You sound like the perfect person. Yeah. I'm buying into everything that you're saying. <laughs> and you know me. <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, what did Elizabeth say? On She had a plan for it. She what, has a plan what, for was her, what was her plan? I mean, I, I think the, the, the original plan was, I mean, they have to take it off the Controlled Substance Act. That has yeah. to be the first step. And once it's taken off the Controlled Substance Act, then they can kind of like, it's like a domino effect. I mean, there's lo- every, and I'm following this across the country, every state has legislation coming up, you know, bills coming up. People are trying to change things incrementally in each state is an interesting state rule i guess because you know this is one country but cannabis is very state specific there's no interstate commerce everything that has to happen within the state so this is you know this is very unusual right now that's how it works now so each state is developing their own growing products dispensaries you know we do have internet we have national companies big companies coming in basically because it's so expensive to come into this 
business. But in terms of like the products in Massachusetts are different than the products in Nevada and the products in Nevada are different than the products in California because we don't have any interstate commerce yet. So once the federal government takes it off the Controlled yeah. Substance Act, hopefully the banking regulations will get um, kind of cleared out so the banks aren't afraid. That's the, really the issue. You can't even have a loan. That's what Ellen I know, was saying. That's crazy. You can't, have a, you can't right. have a federal loan to set up these businesses and if you don't have 10, 12 million dollars around you can't get into the industry right, if you don't have parcels of land yeah, if you don't you parcel know. the land that your father bought <laughs> to over to sell the years. off <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean she was lucky i can't wait to see the grow facility it's yeah. gonna be fun yeah so you know you know so this is a very um and she said that she was you know this is not her the, so we're talking about comcan again so comcan uh-huh. is the dispensary we're going to go to and the reason she got into this is because she's a business person she's a lawyer she's a real estate lawyer developer her and her brothers they didn't know anything about cannabis, but they had this land and the way the state. So when the state legalized it, all the all the towns and communities put moratoriums because they didn't really want cannabis in their communities in the beginning. And then they had to make a decision and they had to start zoning areas of the town. So in her, it worked for her because when people when the towns were zoning, they wanted as far away from people as possible. So it was like, you know, behind the tree, over right. a rock, you know, behind a bush. You couldn't find right. it. Find a fence. <laughs> no light. On the edge yeah. of town. And that's the, those are the areas they zoned to have. Industrial areas where they zoned. And this woman had. And this woman happened to have land that her father had bought over the years in an industrial area that really wasn't good for anything else. And she built this cultiva- cultivation and the dispensaries. And she's bringing in jobs. She's bringing oh, in yeah. jobs to her, her community. And the nice thing she talks about it's two different towns and she wanted each town to have the revenue because there's so much revenue coming back. So she made sure it was split evenly and that's her civic duty as a, a resident, as a community member. And, and that could be happening across the country in every town because everybody uses changing cannabis. lives, changing towns. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's my providing jobs. Providing and everyone jobs. was so happy there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still, have, I mean, there's obviously issues. I mean, there's still like, it's a bro culture. There's still like, you know, there's still things that aren't perfect, but um, this is an interest. This is a new industry that, We've learned a lot of lessons in the past, and maybe mm-hmm. we can implement it things better. Yes, yeah. At a Comcan, there were a lot of a lot of women working there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. there was split evenly. Oh yeah, as it should be. So and actually, yeah. at all the dispensaries, I think it's tons of women. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is uh, she's now she's growing. She's every, so this is so the woman we met. She has um, three dispensaries. Is it two? And then she's opened up one more. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So she has a But so this she, is the production. So she's but both. So she's the only she's a self financed, family owned. Um when you are so the medical so the medical program and the recreational programs are different. So when the medical programs came in, it had they call it from seed to sale. It's vertically integrated. So if you were gonna be in the medical program, if you're gonna be one of those owners, you had to do everything from growing it oh. to selling it to creating it, everything. The whole process had to be self-contained. And so there were only 15, there weren't that many of those because that is extraordinarily very, expensive. It, yeah, it's very difficult to right. do that. And that's very expensive and it's and they weren't giving that many licenses. And now we're, we're moving forward with the Cannabis Commission. They're giving out um, recreational dispensary licenses. Yeah. But when recreational is like a normal business, but you so can this, take products from other people. You don't have to create everything. Okay. So this is the one, I think, like they have Brookline. Brookline it's, is- uh, That's the first- Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. First yep. one. At yeah. Millis, yeah, anyone can walk in. There's, you can and walk now in. now they have one. It's going to be in, in, in Dorchester. Yeah, they're opening it today. It's opening um, today. On Blue, yeah. on Blue Hill Avenue. Yeah, that's which right. Is right around the corner. Yeah, so it's like where you grew up. <laughs> From where I grew up. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> well, you know, my son goes to school over there now at uh, Boston Latin Academy. Oh. So in that uh, Dorchester, Roxbury line. So Blue I take Blue Hill Ave the whole way down, <laughs> take a ride on Quincy. When was the last time you were in Blue Hill Ave, Mom? Probably. When was the last time you were in Blue Hill Ave? It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Mark used to go when he was working in the South Shore. I'm yeah. I think he was, yeah. He used to go through that area. I'm there what, every Blue, twice a day for the next five years of my life. <laughs> You're going to be doing it, yeah. Yeah, well, she's schlepping him. She drives him over I there drive in the morning. Him. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that, so think of like, so that area, you lived in that area in the. 40s. In the 30s and 40s. 40s. Wow. 50, actually, I left in 50, 53. Yeah. And as, a, and as a, you know, so a lifelong Boston resident, you've seen what happened to our cities, you know, the transformation and what happened when, you know, yeah. redlining and yeah. people being pushed out. And yeah. so that is a particularly hard hit area of our city. Yes, um, extremely. Extremely hard hit. And they were hit uh, on so many angles. And that the idea that you can bring cannabis back in in a way that is positive for the neighborhood has been actually very difficult. I mean, I, I hear it's, from... Yeah, because people there had the problems with a lot of drugs and right. they don't want another drug 
Exactly. What, exactly. Are they what they consider? And that, so that has been right, a lot right. of like. So even even this woman, so Ellen was talking about um, how she originally thought she would do the cultivation center on her land, but set up a dispensary somewhere in a city. That was her, the advice. But it is so difficult to get into the city communities. You know, not only yeah. because of the location, because you're always near kids, but because the communities have a lot of pushback because they were so harmed by cannabis, can, and, and it's hard. You can't blame them. You no, know, can't blame them. I mean, if I was protecting my children, I would be up there mm-hmm. also protesting. And say no, yeah. But the, the, the if truth- you want it, put it in Wellesley. <laughs> but the Wellesley people don't worry. I'm sure they use it too. But oh, yeah. uh, but but the flip side. The, but the truth is, if we can get this done right, this would benefit these communities so much. And it's hard. It, it's especially these church-going communities, religious communities. You know, these are very tight communities that have been really, really seriously harmed, and they're older. And it is very hard to convince them. And somehow they did. Uh, what's in it? Actually, what's the name of the cultivation center that's opening? Oasis or Pure Oasis. Pure Oasis. Yeah, yeah. Pure Oasis. So Pure Oasis. I I met the owner and uh, it's been quite a it's been quite a journey. Mm-hmm. But he want and again these are these are people who are committed to their communities. They want to give back to their communities. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get into these communities, which is what we talked about, is you yeah. have to know the people in, on the board. You have to know the people living in the neighborhood. You have to. Yeah. You can't come in and say we're going to do this. It's going to be good for you. Yeah. You have to go in there and say we oh, are yeah. part of you. You have to. And compa- this is campaign. yeah. Because if you piss everyone off, that's what Ellen was saying. Oh, yeah. Even if you get the license, everyone's going to make your life miserable. So you have to come in, and this is a really. I think there's an interesting community of. Um, experiment because it's also a place where people have to come in and talk to each other yes yeah right it's not like online ordering and you get a package you have to go there you have to talk face to face you know you be- you become friends with your butt tender you yeah. know you see them weekly sometimes every day <laughs> you know it depends if there's a special yeah you know if- <laughs> But it's like seeing your, I mean, you have to think of it, it's like seeing like, yeah. I don't know, somebody at the supermarket, somebody at the pharmacy. It's like the somebody They who, become your people. They become people who know right. you and they know exactly. the products are coming in or even like yeah. buying a dress. I don't, it's like anyone, oh, we, yeah. we don't, we, we don't do this anymore. We don't have personalized um, shopping so much. And this is a very personalized experience when you go into these dispensaries because there people are some. People don't go to banks anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, the teller. That's kind of what it feels like, but it's a friendlier, more open way. You'll see when you go in. Oh yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I, it's I, like going into a bar. No, 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 not no. at all. It's like it's like going into like a Mm-mm. a high end, like an Apple store. Yeah, oh, or, really? or or jewelry. Yeah. It's like going not into a, not a high end. It's like a high end jewelry store. Yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, a high end jewelry store. Some of them are. Yeah, they're all different decor. Uh, yeah, not bar like at all. Not None a, of them. I mean, there are bright I, bright I mean, lights. You can go to hotel, you know, exclusive hotels. Yes. Bar. Yep. Well, there's not. Like there's no, well, there's no consuming, so you can't consume on the right. premises. Okay. Right. So these are so just you're just shopping. It's just shopping. It's a shopping. It's a shopping experience. experience. You like go in. You have to. Sh- it's a little. You have to go in. You have to check in twice, and then there's usually a waiting area, and then they'll call you up. And the <clears throat> the, the nicer ones now, the newer ones actually have very high tech. Oh yeah, with you get your own personal little iPad, and you could scroll through, see the product. Usually you have just like a paper. They'll give you a piece of paper or a but menu. That, but the looks new like ones. a diner menu. Yeah, but how now is the, how is the Brookline place doing? Oh. Unbelievable. Brookline is out of control. The lines. I, I just don't really? understand. Well, there's no why. place else for people to go. I know, well, it's on the T. I think that's really it. Garden Remedies, that's another nice you have to place make an appointment, in Newton. Right? You don't have to make, I mean, oh, they yeah. say you have to make an appointment, but you could just go. Yeah. It's fine. That's a nice one in Newton. Much smaller, less crowded. You know, there are, whatever, there's 300. And what, yeah, is yeah, what are crazy. some of the, the items that. Oh, what do you have? Oh, we'll see. So, so it's mostly, it's mostly flour, which is, you know, the product, the what everyone knows about the buds. I don't know if it's mostly. Well, they honestly, that's true. They have a lot. So there's, there's the, so they the concentrate. Yeah, the flower, the concentrates, the vapes, yep. the salves, the edibles. A lot of edibles. Tons of edibles. Tons of choices. And what do they do for you? Know, where I'm being concerned about for children. Mm-hmm. People, what about the people, children? People having no, mm-hmm. no, pe- no. I know people. The the parents are fine. They're adults, but. It's another item that we have to be concerned about. Well, you, you have to keep in it the away. house. Yeah. In the house. That's right. right. And then I will say, so the, we do talk to a lot of moms. Totally. <clears throat> we talk to a lot of moms of young kids, and they talk about it in a in really interesting way. They talk about, their kids know it's medicine. So it's, okay. it's medicine that you can use to um, help, you sleep, help you sleep, take away your pain. pain. Exactly. But they know. Just they, going at like CVS. Yeah. And they know, like, so my friend Kara was talking about her son was, I think he's four or five. And he found, um, so when you buy a joint, it comes in this like little plastic tube. So there was a plastic tube on the ground. It was empty, but he found it and he picked it up and said, mom, 
your medicine. Don't forget to take your medicine. So I you know. So Teach again, it, young. it's again, it's about perspective, and that the idea that you know, I wouldn't go into your, I wouldn't go to your medicine cabinet and take your Valium. Like, in, I mean, maybe intentionally. I never. I never well, had, whatever. I'm just saying. I, like, I, like, I never had. Well, that, whatever. Like, but. Kid, it's like it's like having any kind of medication. Like, you know, that people keep it in their medicines cabinets away okay, from their it's children. It's another item to be concerned about. That's yeah, but it's but again, it's it's, well, it's not te- so concerned. It's I mean, teaching. It's teaching, and right. you yeah. know, no one's gonna. You're not going to die from edibles yeah you and, know ever and like, and, and, and it wears and, off and the idea you that know, you and know, there's remedies you know if you get too high yeah and and the idea that you know mm. it used to be that you yeah. had to hide like you were hiding what you were doing you know you could drink i had you could drink you could drink in front of your kids right. and you right. could smoke cigarettes in front of your kids but you could never smoke pot in front of your kids so you were hiding it right. which actually made it worse because totally you know then you, there's like your kids are wondering what is going on and if you're more open about it they don't that's again. It kind of goes back to once I see you doing it, it's like it's a grown-up thing. I don't want to do it anymore. Right. It looks boring. Well, let's or, see what happens with Brendan. We'll track him. This will be our, you know, <laughs> he's seen me. It'll he probably knows similar, about it'll it. It'll probably be like similar about alcohol. Like he'll use it, but he'll know that you use it. And I don't know. That's what I imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, what, what else is coming up <laughs> for for kids? You know, for no for kids to rebel about. I mean, they have a lot. I mean, they have plenty of the world's imploding oh, and the, we're social, killing the whole social, social media. media. Okay, so <laughs> we'll go back to it. I mean, maybe of, they're yeah. going to stop using I mean, I don't know. I mean, stop I mean, like the whole social media being like, you know, having their heads down all the time, maybe interacting more with people. There's a lot of bullying online. You know, they're dealing with a lot of things that we didn't deal with because we just didn't know. Like, I didn't know what was going on in other people's lives. Like, you'd hear about it, but I didn't see it on social media. Right. You weren't bombarded with it. You knew your neighbors, people in school. Yeah. Right. But now it's in your face. Everyone's having a better life than you. Yeah, basically. Right? <laughs> it's, an inter- it's, it's an interesting for them. to. And then Bridget talks about this. I'm pretty 18 now. And my kids didn't get phones until they were in eighth grade, which I thought was so late. But she said it's actually good. You know, she thanks yeah. me now in a weird way because she sees kids. She's a camp counselor. She sees kids who are like eight. They have nine, their, and they have their phone. They just like it's like they've lost their childhood or something. <laughs> They're just so wrapped up in a different world. Yeah, not the present. Yeah, so, not living in it. Which I is know. again goes back to cannabis. Cannabis helps you live in the moment. Hey, aim. Guess what? We have something big coming up. I know this is very exciting. And I can't wait because it's something that it's hopeful, it's happy, and it's exciting, right? Absolutely. Okay, kids, everyone who's listening, we are starting a new campaign here at the Canna Mom Show. This is a campaign for attention because there are so many great stories out there. We want you to hear them all. And this is what we're doing to help have them heard. Mm-hmm. Because do you believe that cannabis has the potential to transform the world? And our love, justice, goodness, and hope, the words that warm your heart, then you are going to love our campaign, A Bong for mom yay! <laughs> for the next six weeks amy and i and all of our friends all of our cannabis mom show ambassadors will be focused on educating and entertaining people about cannabis by building our audience and getting their stories out into the world here's how they're helping and how you can help too the cannabis mom show is creating a home for all the stories that need to be told because that is what moms do and our founding guest and friend of the show, we're going to help us find more people to hear their stories, and they're going to help more people know us too. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're doing, Aim. Do you know what we're doing? I think I know what we're doing. Okay, what's today? <laughs> what's today? Today is March 19th, and the it significance is, is it's... It is my mother's 85th birthday. That's great. And my mother's now in lockdown, but we are going to mm. go bring our ice cream later, but we are launching this a bong for mom <laughs> campaign, hashtag a bong for mom. Or bong for mom. Yep. Got that? Both. Both. <laughs> and our goal is going to reach 5,000 listeners for the Canna Mom Show by May 10th, which is Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yay. <laughs> and doesn't mom need a bong for mom? <laughs> 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 yes. So the way this is going to work is over the next six weeks, they're going to be hearing a lot from us. Our mm-hmm. ambassadors are going to be pushing out their show on their social networks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make it a little bit of a competition. Mm-hmm. So the show that gets the most downloads are going to get a gift on my birthday, mm-hmm. May 11th. The Canna Mom Show with the most episodes, downloads, will get a gift from me, the bong quilt. And this is something to be seen when it took her she was like a maniac with the quilting <laughs> and i was she, very stressed she was stressed <laughs> and she put all of her energy into creating and what better thing to create than a, a quilt with a beautiful black velvet bong on it it's pretty it's cool. gorgeous so you can see it <laughs> it's really up, nice up on our facebook it's page it's up on my linkedin it's she's amazing my LinkedIn, uh, picture so <laughs> from our podcast po- 
perch, we can see that the wide and far of this industry, and we understand that the transformations are to come. Yes. And Amy and I, well, we love talking about cannabis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we like meeting all the hardworking women in this business. And we love that this is an emerging industry, and we believe all those stories need to be heard. Totally. So, starting today, March 19th. Yes. Um, with this episode that we are releasing today about Get to Know Your Host, we are going to be talking about the bond quilt, get to know all the shows, and it's going to be great. And I hope that you will join us because, you know, when all of this crazy is over, cannabis is still going to be there. That's right. It'll be there for you. It'll be there for you. So thank totally. you. And remember to focus <laughs> on the Cannon Mom Show and follow the hashtag. A bong for mom and bong for mom. Bong. Bong. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about a little bit what's going on in the news because there's so much cannabis news. That's so right. Our handy producer, Dave, he's going to help us with this. So, Dave, what's the best? What's the first topic you want to talk the about? The first one has to do with uh, Pure Oasis. And I know you guys have talked about this before on the pod. Here's the story. Near the, nearly four years after Massachusetts voters legalized recreational marijuana, Boston will get its first adult-use cannabis story on Monday. That's today as we record this. Pure mm-hmm. Oasis opening at 11 a.m. in Dorchester is also the first marijuana store owned by people in the state's economic empowerment program designed to aid those who were targeted by the war on drugs. Its grand opening marks a milestone in Massachusetts' pioneering effort to use some of legalization's windfall to rectify racial and social inequities truth all right so we love this because this is a that we talk about this, this endlessly huge. that these communities that were harmed the most um it's very difficult for them to get into this industry because it's so capital intensive they are programs set up across well in massachusetts they set up programs i know they're trying to do them across the country to get yeah. people um advantage in mm-hmm. terms of like getting um a step up in the process i know my home city of cambridge has messed this up a little bit <laughs> want, want. Want, want. but we have it we have it in boston it happens to be a man who's running this a yep. man of color who's running but i think it's uh i met huge. him a couple I'm gonna go by today you go it's gonna be cute uh, jimmy will be there <laughs> why don't we go well we have to go out to bridge we're going we have other stuff to do but yeah we'll go there we eventually this. yeah yeah i think we should go on the way back so what do you think of that mom that's where you grew up that was your neighborhood <laughs> would you imagine like back in the day that there'd be a cannabis store in blue hill ave no just Cigarettes. Cigarettes. <laughs> Cigarettes and yeah, alcohol. And, 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 and bars. And bars. bars and yeah. uh, pool halls. And there was a pool hall. Yeah. Oh, fun. But now we have something new. Oh, it's on Morton Street. Yeah. So did you know anybody who smoked pot back in the day? Was that a thing? I didn't. No. I, I guess I was in the wrong circles. Maybe. You were in college. Not in college? I was, I was in college. I mean, I, I smoked. Yeah. I hated liquor. I, it just wasn't for me. This might be your drug of choice, Mom. You don't know. (laughs) Medicine of choice. Medicine of choice. (laughs) So that's our our Boston first. We're proud of you. We're happy you're opening up. Maybe we'll be there this week. Congratulations. Congratulations. What else you got, Dave? Dave? According to Leafly.com, the rapid global spread of the coronavirus affects every industry on the planet, legal (sighs) cannabis included. Mm -hmm. Early reports indicate dispensaries and adult-use cannabis stores Mm -hmm. on the West Coast are seeing a mix of sales bumps or sales slumps, depending upon the level of local infection. CDC recommends everyone have at least one month's supply of medication on hand. In the likely event, supplies are strained. The local stay-at-home orders strained. of 14 or 28 days are issued. And for many folks, of course, cannabis is their medication. Well, I'm stockpiling. Yes. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you've had issues. You've been places where you couldn't get it. And then it's that's right. issues. Yeah. No, absolutely. When you yeah. run out, it's you get, I get nervous. I'm like, this is how I function throughout the day, and I uh, get a little shaky. Do you think there's um are there issues, are they talking about um people not wanting to go into dispensaries? Or are they talking about actually one of the things we talk about is like no more sharing, no more sharing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know it's so common to share a joint, Mm-mm. but then you're really not you're good. at such risk. Yeah. What else? What else? For, uh, you want the next one? Here we go. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Stockpile. You Stockpile people. Get your weed. Know your know your dealer. Find your weed. Okay, exactly. This recently Go to from Comcan. This recently from Politico. dot com. Former VP Joe Biden's opposition uh, to fully uh, legalizing marijuana is say? well known, but on the campaign trail in New Hampshire earlier, mm-hmm. he appeared to change his position. Oh, good. I think it is to the point where it has to be basically legalized. Oh, thank Biden God. Said. And <laughs> let's see. Shoo. Yeah, I mean, I'm Biden glad you has found re- that. Biden has said his, his cannabis plan, which would decriminalize cannabis, expunge some cannabis-related records, some. make marijuana oh. <laughs> make marijuana legal, and create opportunities for more 
research. Oh, good. Someone talked to him. Oh, yeah, he got oh, a lot that's of. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's great. He definitely got a lot of backlash. Well, think of like so. So Clinton got oh, no in trouble doubt. for like inhaling. I mean, we've come a long way, right? We've come a long way. Like you could, literally yeah. couldn't even talk about like taking a puff or I I did, know. did Obama. I mean, Obama smoked. They have yeah. pictures of him. No, but it was Clinton that said he that didn't Clinton, inhale. Well, Clinton yeah. was your right? oil. Oh, yeah. 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 So Clinton, Clinton you couldn't I, I think, you know, Obama that he did. Who, Obama, doesn't, Obama. who doesn't inhale? That's the stupidest thing I've ever like, heard in my but life. But the idea, that, I, was, that, was, that was the political, <laughs> but that was the political <laughs> answer. Yeah. I know, it's so, so stupid. But for anyone who smokes, it's like, enough. You came Stop close, it. but you didn't go all the way. Enough. Yeah. Yes. Don't even say anything. So I'm proud of you, Joe Biden, for changing your mind and seeing the light. um you know, I'm, I, and the thing is, he's dealt with people who are sick. I'm sure his son had to be using cannabis. He had to Absolutely. be using it for his pain. How could he not be? He's dealt with a lot of people with a lot of illnesses. Everyone definitely contacted him and said, listen. Yeah. You know, my I have mom's to, using it. My brother's using it. I'm using it. Get over it. Grandma's you know, using it. Grandma, yeah. Everyone yeah. in our family's using, using it. The dog. The dog <laughs> is using <laughs> it. I mean, the dog. Right. <laughs> CBD. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no, we we knew he would come around because I have oh, seen things shit. on my feed. No, Bernie, the Bernie Bros on my feed who are like, you can't elect him. He doesn't, you know, about Biden. Oh yeah, yeah, saying no, that you can't, you know, push back. But I don't pay attention to any of those Bernie Bros. I just know that they're out there because I I keep seeing people talk about them. But yeah, I don't know anything about it, which I'm glad. I don't yeah. want to know anything anymore. Well, my my head needs to be somewhat in the sand. Yeah, I just know. a little, just a, a little. Elizabeth Warren was even talking about how cruel they were to her. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear about that negativity. It's yeah. like no, we have to come together. Saddens me, and I think cannabis. But you, but you have to go out there and say, you know, this is it's wrong. Of you course, bullying people. But who am I? T- who am I going to yeah. tell it to? I'm shouting it on to the world. Well, that's on, how you how you do it. I know, but yeah. I, I can't be that and, person on Facebook screaming. You know, well, don't. But you do it personally. I think it's it's one on one, one to one. And the yeah. idea that you know, I talk about this all the time, like how the traits that I have as a woman: kindness, generosity, collaboration, and the law. Not valued. <laughs> no, it's competitive. Beating your right. I mean, we're we're trained. Lawyers are trained fighters. That's literally yes. what we are. You hire yeah. us to fight your fight. So right. this is a different right. world, and we different. could sort of infiltrate it with nicer uh, ways of working in collaboration. Business. That's yeah. going to save us. Yeah. Collaboration and and just knowing there's enough for everyone. Hoping there's enough. There yeah, really, there's enough. There's enough for everyone. It's yeah. a big world out there. You want you one know? more, Judge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll do one more. Okay, this is uh, <laughs> from the. Uh, middle of the country, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Wholesale mar- This is according to Marijuana Business Daily. Wholesale marijuana flower prices in Illinois are soaring as strong demand in the state's nascent recreational cannabis program puts a strain on supply. Mm-hmm. They all use that word strain. Yeah, uh, strain. And, and cultivators <laughs> scramble to build out facilities. Illinois adult use cannabis sales started gangbusters in January with retail sales hitting $40 million in the first month, one of the strongest oh, yeah. starts for an adult use market space since state legalized recreational sales began in the U.S cannabis industry i throw this out here in case you guys had comments it's on it, the, the prices well, in, yeah, uh, around here grow more well what are they what are they charging for I mean, now so let's say yeah. the prices are i can what look the, i don't know yeah what are the prices so again like this is not this is an industry that is because there's no interstate commerce we're built we're growing right. it in places where it probably shouldn't be grown right you know and, and they do complain about this in more urban areas that you're you know creating these grow houses in very dense neighborhoods because that's where you can grow it because you live in these states but right. once we have interstate commerce the supply issue i right. mean Supply issue. This is what's going to change everything. The supply issue goes away. Yeah. It goes away. I mean, there's oh, there's a demand. Yeah. Obviously, clearly there's a demand across right. the country in every community and that the supply issue can be resolved once we figure out how to do interstate commerce and we can grow this in the places where it should be grown and aren't growing it in the places where it doesn't mm-hmm. actually have to be grown. I mean, and, yeah. and I do like that it brings back communities like Holyoke is a good place. That's right. Um, they're creating these um, grow in old factories, which is nice mm-hmm. for these old towns. They're creating... You know, they can't it can't go anywhere. It's got to be right. there. The people who live there work there. You know, so that's it's a win-win. Again, a, another yeah. example. How much? How many women are, are in the in, the industry? Do you, anybody know? So we are actually. I'm working. Well, I'm not. There's a woman named Jennifer Wetzel <laughs> who has been doing a study across the country about women in the cannabis industry to sort of get a baseline of where we are at this point and yeah. what their experiences are. And if you're in the industry, you should go to her uh, site and take that survey because yeah. we need more. She needs more data. Yeah, I think she needs. She's although she's women at, in cannabis. She said, she said based on the data she has right now, she yeah. can state clearly that you know some of the same stuff is going on in the cannabis industry that goes on in the rest of the world, where women's voices aren't necessarily being heard the way Take they it should. seriously. Yeah, right. that we're still being still that the man knows better and he needs to be the one in charge. And, and, and you, know, pa- you know, and part of this is a part of this is right. obviously money because the investment bankers who may not know anything about the product are the people who are financing it, and the women who we meet are mostly 
the people who are the most passionate because they have used it for themselves because mm-hmm. they've healed themselves or their yeah. child or a loved one and they're in this in a passion basis right and that and like ellen was saying this is a business and somehow we have to marry those two in a much better way because just having the passion and having the belief isn't enough and just having the money obviously isn't enough either. Right. So mom, this was fun. Did you enjoy being on your first podcast? <laughs> it was it was fun. It uh, was? I'm I'm proud of you. All right. Oh, oh that's so nice. nice. Mom. She's great. I love working with Joyce. Oh, that's well, nice. yeah. I'm glad to still She's be right. in you know, the Gerber family. Part of family. Seriously. It's, <laughs> it's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. The Gerber, you know, it's, right. a, it's a long time. Oh, this it is has. so nice. All right. So for our very special <laughs> guest today, my mom, Debbie Gerber. <laughs> and for my special, well, regular co-host. <laughs> You're special though, Amy. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Amy Searles. Appreciate. I appreciate. Anyone watch Larry Dave, uh, yeah. Curve Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> 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 I want to thank Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Cannon Mom theme music. And I I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Canon Mom Show. And I'm Joyce Gerber. I'm your host. And this is the Canon Mom Show, a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms podcast. I started the Pop Moms podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.